down the centre of the course, bumping into Young Verta below the 200, just folk up to on front, say, but Captain Envious runs on by, Captain Envious, two leaks, three leaks, coming clear, Captain Envious won the Ballarat Cup. Welcome to Bet Doctor Behind the Curtain, look at how pro punters operate, I'm your host Scoot, in our finale for 2023, it feels like an absolute marathon, how are you Walt? Good mate, I, I was one of the uh, people who had to leave the country of Spywire one yesterday, <laughs> so um, I'm up and about, it could have, uh, could have ended differently, but... Schiller the Thriller. Schiller the Thriller never think? ceases to amaze. They reckon, uh, yeah, what are those those books, the Tom Clancy books, they're going to write a new one about him <laughs> where he'd be one of those, uh, he the new lawyer that goes into Alabama and gets someone off a triple murder or something. They reckon he was very good in the room. I, I don't think it would have made a difference. I think the other horse wins anyway, personally. I don't think it matters. I don't think it matters. I think the did he give the horse its chance? They basically said they were aiming up to see whether it cost it the race which was whatever it was, a length and a half, yeah. because they can't be certain he cost it the race, he gets no punishment. Wow. So they're saying it was maybe a 1.49 <laughs> he didn't get it. But, uh, yeah, I, I think that rule needs to be tight, tidied up uh, heavily. That that Should have got a five. I haven't had one person say to me that he gave the horse its chance. <laughs> so. You know, it went fast early. He never sort of touched it. He never got it going. He sort of sat up on it. And then if he says that, the horse, he was worried about it doing something. Why did he give it extra vigour when Tommy loomed up outside him if mm. he was worried about it 200 metres earlier? I like, yeah, well, how do you explain that? But, yeah, it was a shock. It was a shocker for mine. It was an absolute booty. Yeah, you boys in Melbourne, did uh, you've seen it through social media or seen it, seen it live? You go, Nick, you know the answer for me. <laughs> yeah. <DK. I've... laughs> they oh, do mate. race in New South Wales, DK. Yeah, yeah, Albury, Albury's all right. Don't mind Albury and Miranda and those joints. <laughs> Rockhampton, that's on DK's. Yeah, Rocky. Oh, list. yeah. <laughs> that's his new favourite track. But oh, you you would have thought if if a rider like Nash or someone was on it, he would have got plenty out of it. But um, I, I think that's what you get with Schiller. He seems a bit hit and miss at the best of times. So um, you put in a few bad ones over the carnival, and yeah, I was very surprised that they didn't take any further action. Like uh, if he was an apprentice, they definitely would have. Uh, I'm not. Still an apprentice? I'm, I'm not. It seems like the the worse you ride it in Sydney, the more likely you keep the ride. If you ride a good ride, they boot you off anyway. It's, a, well, it's, I, it's I, interesting I can't understand the jockey tack, the jockey bookings in Sydney. It's a complete shambles, I reckon. Like when they gave like Huey time for going too fast, Reggie time for going too fast, <laughs> but then you sit up on one, give it no chance, <laughs> and then nothing. And like, you get a three-page essay to why we, you know, we're not convinced that you gave it its chance, but we're not sure if you cost it the race. So play on. Yeah. Like, how does, yeah. And I'm not picking on Tyler. It's the rule. It's just the inconsistency from, they, they're big on perception, aren't they? But not in circum, certain circumstances. It's uh, definitely not picking on Tyler. Like it's, it was, you know, I think he should have got time personally, but mm. I'm not a steward. It's up to them, but it's just consistency. It's crazy. The steward reports are, um, leave a lot to be desired at the moment, and especially uh, in New South Wales. Uh, something I didn't have in my, um, my bingo card last week was Chris Waller coming out saying he's not sold on Horsley Park and um, casting a bit of doubt on support about Rose Hill. I, th- I would have thought um, And the that, huge that backing of the up. Melbourne stuff too, right? And the, yeah. like And like significantly positive uh, about uh, a straight comparison to mm. what they're building down there, how trainers are, are building an asset for themselves in a lot of situations, whereas in Sydney that's not available. And um, you'd have to be a imbecile not to contemplate moving your operation to there. Mm. It was and Shot then, then the talking about stuff. punters was the cherry on top, wasn't it? It was incredible. Yeah, he might be um, starting to uh, lose his grip on the throne, old PVL, and it was interesting. I thought he'd be over in uh, America promoting the NRL given he's um, heavily invested in his uh, time at NRL, but, yeah, he's up at Hong Kong. He sent Aaron Woods and <laughs> Campbell. Instead. <laughs> so he's uh, he's wearing a couple of hats. but um, That scares me, though, that they're, they're pushing heavily for this world tote to come in here, which I think would be one of the biggest disasters in the history of the world. But the tote's gone already in Australia. So Yeah, but why do we want a one single 125 tote? Well, how would that help anyone? You no. know, recreational punters at the moment betting into 130 or they're betting into best tote, which is probably, you know, closer to 110 and and a bit of a no-brainer, you know, much easier to, for anyone that's recreational to gain, uh, to gain some sort of an advantage from best tote compared to trying to catch the right price with a horse they want to back. So... Um, you know, I think for recreation to be a big bad, bad defeat. Self-interest though, if it was just a merit-based and turnover-based rebate, you'd you'd chime into it, you'd steam into it, you'd take um, it, wouldn't you? 
I, like I don't, honestly, these days, I don't bet big enough to get the, uh, the to the levels of because I'm not a big turnover based person. I'm more about picking the eyes out and and um, you know having a go when I think there's one there. But I'm not. Uh, it'll, it'll probably help the and I'm just churning like a Kingsley sort of churning lower uh, percentage on turnover player than I think it would someone like me. But uh, I, I'm you know t- tote for me is not a big concern. Uh, but I think it is for recreationals and, and keeping them in the game keeps everyone in the game. So, mm. yeah, I think 125 is a lot harder to bet into than 117 or whatever we are. DK, would you um, smash into the uh, the tote? You're obviously a very secretive sort of guy. I think a rebate would suit you and uh, just throw your chips in late on oh, the table. I'm like, well, personally, my own mentality of punning is picking the eyes out of it. But um, if there was a rebate available like that, I'd be straight into a hobby. That'd be probably the last the thing that'd get me over the line of getting in with a programmer or something like that and coming up with some sort of model and just plowing in and getting the turnover up and the margin down and copping the rebate and getting an earn out of that. Um, I think that's be the way I'd go there. But I don't know what it is. See, like, well, we what they say say they were getting seven, eight, nine percent when it was one fifteen, which is one seventeen year. What I don't know what their rebate is off one twenty five. You'd have to be pretty good still to, you know. To bet through it, so maybe it gets up to twelve or fifteen. We'll um, we'll find out, and we might uh, open up next year's show with a couple of answers because uh, we are in touch with a few people that could uh, solve that riddle for us. I thought uh, the Gold Coast track was uh, interesting. The new surface and the Canberra track looks much bigger, and the jockeys um, were pretty happy uh, turning the corner. It's always been a bit of a hairpin turn and um, a bit yucky, but it looks great. It looks softer, didn't it? Obviously, it was on speed, and a lot of new tracks are on speed, but. You know, from a visual perspective, they didn't kick much up. It didn't look like they're going to chop into it. Hopefully, they won't smash it. Yeah, mm. hopefully Over, they won't overdo it. Yeah, other than, other than that, you know, definitely looked at an improvement, didn't it? Like uh, the, the as you said, camber and makeup of the physical track looked an improvement. Hopefully, when it settles, it'll be. A nice even track, that'd be awesome. Yeah, it looks absolutely uh, sensational. And uh, Donnie found an absolute beauty. Uh, what was it? Alakai Swamp was $26 into $6. So he found a rot on uh, the new deck, which was great. And the syndicate is absolutely flying. So a little bit of syndicate with uh, me, Donnie, and Nico, plus uh, 131 units for the year. So if you're a $100 unit punter, you'd be pocketing uh, 11500 So Monster achievement from the boys and uh, absolutely on fire. So I don't think we're going to stop betting. So uh, it's never too late just to uh, catch the next tram and just keep betting with us. So if you want to give your bookie a bit of curry, uh, get on board because I'm sure as hell enjoying uh, knocking the markets around and uh, donning last week, absolutely nearly better the year. There's been a couple of big roughies, but uh, 26 into $6 is uh, hard to argue. Walt, a uh, little hat tip for you, uh, Lock Eagle, emergency. Uh, yeah, well, I think my quote of I'd rather get stabbed in the balls than bet in the race. <laughs> Sort of, um, yeah. It was a, when it snuck into the field. It was a it changed the game a little bit, but it was a good result. It was a good ride, wasn't it? it was uh, geez, that horses, that, that Sarah Ryan. Holy crap! What, what's the uh, attractable? Attractable. Mm, Whoa, go on, go yeah. On. Oh my god, what a run on speed! Like it's dead set. Um, it's found every race where it's had competition, fast speeds up on speed. I think it's carried Reggie most of the mm. time, and it's just like. How good. It it's a dead set. You couldn't – like it's a, nearly a wait for age horse the way it's going. It's incredible. I think, yeah, my notes were something like just like, let's let's see this horse in a group 1, 1400 next prep. Like, Especially in a wow. wait for age race where like, you know, say Zaki's gone and and uh, no alligator blood or even if he doesn't go too fast, I think attractable lead alligator blood pretty easy and wow, like the, he can do pretty good things. He's um, yeah, He's a pretty special horse I think. Outstanding. Uh, Nico, uh, on the other spectrum, they're a little bit slower, but a couple of six beats in uh, Tassie last week. I did see Emily uh, Byrne-Burke uh, kick home winner last night, but um, I think we're going to have a bit of a spell until the new year with the the Tassie previews, but you're back in the chair with Caulfield. And, yeah, a little strange one here. We've got Caulfield Thursday and Saturday. I think the rail's going to stay in the same position, so it'll be um, very wary uh, if, you, if you're betting into both those meetings, especially off the no back of the No Caulfield ever, so... Um... <laughs> You know, those two meetings will race absolutely straight to a uh, straight. Will they shoot straight? They'll shoot straight. Yeah. Yeah, so that'd be good. Yep. Uh, Trav's going to um, dial back in the show. He was all over Captain Envious last week. I tell you what, I egg on my face. I didn't think it uh, would run the strong 2000, but it ate the mud. It absolutely swam like a duck. So, yeah, I didn't I didn't enjoy that, but um, I was sort of it's not quick, DK's quick, old quick horse, to, is it? No, quick Captain to congratulate. Envious, no. Yes. It I is. think DK found it start two. Was so it him or the, the other one, Poison Charles? Yeah. Which one was it? Uh, no, it was Captain Envy quite Envious, a while ago. Too, yeah, way back, yeah, yeah. Bugly yeah. horse, is it? Went, yeah. Like yeah. Rock, went like a rocket down the straight there the other day. Bloody hell. Mudlark, isn't it? 
Yeah, yeah so I've got that one. Anyway, right? Prushka, mate. Prushka flying. Mm. Yeah, I reckon it was the old JP Voodoo dolls came out too. Or he was on Foxy Cleopatra in Sydney and they mm. told him it was coming up and then it didn't. And, geez, I tell you what, when they, when someone gets on the wrong side of JP, their horses just don't make the bend. It's the best. <laughs> <laughs> oh, at Williamsburg, uh, nearly bobbed up at 20s for the Top Sport steamer. So uh, hopefully there's uh, some value to be had there. Make sure you support Top Sport. Uh, big thanks to them for the whole year that's been uh, family-owned and operated for the last 40 years. So make sure you bet Australian and uh, get around the Top Sport team. Uh, Nico, as we said, uh, Caulfield, it's got uh, the, the double header uh, Thursday, but you won't be there today, but you'll be out there Saturday. And race four is the First best bet you found. It's the Bataki, simply the best uh, hams. Benchmark 78, 1400 metres and running by is the favourite here. Uh, Dylan Brown McGonagall, Matthew McGonagall's uh, half-brother there, $2.35. A long-time dream and $5. Rumbled again, $5. Uh, Najeko, $9.50. Frenchman's Bay, $9.50. Kwong Tri, $10. Belmia, $12. And then you're getting $20 about the, uh, or better, the other two in the market, but uh, Dylan Brown rides a favourite here in running by, and that's the one you like. Yeah, I thought this was a huge run uh, first up. It was a day where you pretty much had to lead at Soundown, and uh, the leader, South of House, and has a bit of form. Um, I think she's got a fair bit of ability, and running by, uh, I nearly backed her on this day, but I thought she had a bit of improvement to come from the yard, and I think she's still a huge run in defeat. Really ripped home, my quickest last, what, eight, six, and four, fifth fastest last two. So I think she probably just peaks on her run here, but um, she's done a fair bit of work to get into the race in inferior ground. The third horse, Masterful, runs today. The fifth horse, Capri Romina, uh, also runs today. So you get a bit of a guide on the form there. But I thought it was a terrific first up run. Uh, you go back to the end of last campaign, she probably should have won the Bendigo Guineas again against the Bias. Um, started 8.50 against Benedetta in the English Sprint. There's just a lot of... Um, a lot of meat to her form, DK, and I think this, this is a race that probably doesn't have, uh, you know, too many opposition. She looks a progressive mare. There's not a lot of speed here, but I think from barrier six, you know, the, the rider can probably keep her out of trouble, and I think the rider might get you a better price as well if this was one of their real go-tos for the stable. She probably would start $2.30. I could see her probably starting 250 or 260 with him aboard, and uh, I think she's a really good bet. Yeah, no, I couldn't disagree, Nico. Um, I think she must have. I think she must have had a few barrier issues or behaviour issues. I see she went from to Julia Walsh's a couple of times early in her career and back and forth. So, um, oh, she tried. I thought she trolled up the Lux before that that first up run, and she franked it with the run. Uh, my career was the riders. I went and had a good look at him, and um, I don't know if you click on him there on the punning form, Nico, but uh, he's ridden for a lot of Australian trainers. That's what I thought when I first looked at it. But he actually actually hasn't. He's ridden a lot of imports that have ended up out here, like. Um, I mean, he rode Valiant King when he won his maiden, and then he won. In a, I think he won again in his class one. He came out to the Caulfield Cup. He's ridden Charterhouse. He's ridden uh, Taramansor. A lot of horses we know over here that were over there, but have ended up over here. Um, look, he hasn't ridden a winner for Ma yet, but he's had. He's got his his hoof firmly on the tills. We say he's um, ridden about six seconds or five seconds. Um, the way he rode it the other day, I think he'll get the job done. He, he looks a class rider, so I wouldn't have any worry about the rider to me, Nico. Yeah, I agree with that. Like you know, if. If a few of those other races went his way, like he could have rode four winners yeah. and everyone would be talking him up huge and because he because he hasn't. I think there's a bit of worry on him. There's a few of the horses you rode yesterday at Mornington, maybe because of him or other circumstances, did drift. So uh, I think he's just a bit of an unknown at the moment. Well, but well, when, he, when he was over in the UK, plenty of rides for Joseph O'Brien, who's one of the leading stables. Yeah. You know, he's not yeah. like coming out here like a Neil Farley or someone. And they do a good job, Neil Farley, Declan Bates, middle-tier riders, let alone one of the top riders coming out. So... Um, Yep, so I wouldn't be worried about the ride, and that looks a good, good play to me. Yeah, so I'd, I'd be very happy taking 2.30, but I think we will see better. So um, yeah, just happy to bet the drift and bet up. Looks a complete uh, target race, this one, or a great stepping stone to something bigger. So I think it's uh, definitely the way to go there, Nico. Well found. Caulfield Race 9 is the next one. Looks a, uh, a deep race. This one, though, Aradonte is $4.20 favourite. Bermudez, $4.60. Dubai Poet, $6.00. Tunna Grit, $6.50. Gravina, 9 Michael Lee for $10.00. Beretta, 11 and Pasiro, $13. Then you got Pal Oro, $16 on option, $18. And $41 for their rank outside a turn on the charm. First up for Lindsay. Uh, replay we're going to have a look at is Ton of Grit. And a bit of a break uh, since this run. It's in the Rupert Lee colours. Yeah, I think this was, uh, was maybe Cup Day or one of the – I think it was Cup Day. Um, it wasn't probably the best day to be back towards the inside. Um, you see Bermudez coming down the outside here in the purple. They meet again in this race. Dubai Pods in the yellow. Uh, Pasira ends up winning. He's also in this race. But I thought Tony Grit did a good job first up. He was slowly away, probably in the inferior ground, and I thought still did pretty well to stick on for fifth there. 
And just looking at this race, I think he's pretty well set up here. A lot of these horses, like Aradonte, he's probably a bit better on the wet ground. Um, Gravina the same. Then you look at a horse like Bermudez, he hasn't won for a while. So I think Tunner gets a really good setup. Barry number five, staying down on the minimum. Um, his last Caulfield run, he ran second to St. Lawrence. In third was Barbie's Fox. That form reads very well. Second up winner. Yeah, I just thought he ticked a lot of boxes in a race where you could probably put a few other holes in the horses that were a little bit shorter than him. And at $6, I think you could probably have, you know, something small on him at, at those odds thinking it's over the odds. It's probably, it's a pretty open race, but um, I thought you could probably mark him shorter just given there's a, a few ticks from second up from the map and uh, informed jockey on. So uh, around 6.50 looked over the odds to me. Mm. Yeah, what did, well, did, did seem an open race when I looked at it. Nico, but uh, I concur, he looks an improvement to the race and I think that's the right the right race, that Flemington race, they come all coming in here fresh out of that, so they must have had limited options on the calendar. Um, I, I actually, I thought there wasn't much speed, so I thought a thing like, say, out of the same race, Dubai Poet could run well. He's been, um, so he's been, he's wanted the front the last two and been taken, run into two of gays for ready and whatever the thing was that led him up in that race at Flemington, so he's had to hand up to them because the gay things are going hard. Um, before that, he led led and won. Prior to that, he's in that really hot amenable form race at Caulfield. So um, I thought there's some chance he might get the front, get his own way. Blinkers. Blink, yeah, blinkers and uh, blinkers. Well, I love, love the blinkers. So, yeah, I thought he was, um, again, poking holes in a few others. I thought the, um, that race at Flemington set up for swoopers like Bermudez and Pasiro. So um, I think uh, maybe, and yeah, so maybe Dubai Pal gets forward and leads and Tunner Grit sits somewhere not far off it behind it and they might... They might fight it out with a bit of luck. I um I sort of half found Gravina. I thought he's definitely looking for fourteen hundred rock hard fit, and then uh, Michael D Barry three. I thought he could sit closer, and then uh, trying to poke a hole in the favourite Ara Dante. I thought he might be looking for sixteen hundred meters now, and four twenty just looked a bit skinny for a horse that's going to be back as DK says with um, a horse like Bermudez and a mile out of their ground. So yeah, I think um, horses a little bit closer or. or with the favourable draws, could be the way to go there. Gravina, he's Valana 2.0. Is he? Gactus. <laughs> I think they'll both be on the Magic Millions clearance sale coming uh, Christmas time. <laughs> yeah, what well, is weird. I'm a little bit – I lost my chubby when Nico didn't find it because he's Mr. Blue Jacket. Mate, so Blues, are, yeah, they're a bit quiet. There's a few two-year-olds floating, but they're, they're a bit quiet at the moment. Go on, no they good. got a big – Big hand on Saturday. They got Traffic Warden in the first. Jumb- it's a dollar eighty. Oh. Jumbalaya. Jumbalaya. I think he's a dollar ninety. So um, they do have a great record at Caulfield. The oh. Blue Jackets. So Ooh. yeah, no bias. See, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Nico uh, is going to drop his. Uh, te- oh, he's already there. He's Telegram uh, free for the next couple of weeks. So nice little Christmas present for everyone. Uh, the Discord channel. If you can't figure out how to get into Discord and uh, you're a bit of a fossil, make sure you DM us on uh, Little Birdie TV on our Twitter account, and we'll uh, we'll flick you the link. So. Nice gesture for Nico because he's going to uh, punch through till Boxing Day and uh, sort it all out uh, Caulfield and uh, obviously the midweekers. So if uh, you're a newbie and uh, you want a, a free lick of the ice cream, make sure uh, you get uh, Nico's telegram for the Mount Yard Mail. Uh, he'll have the last word. And as he said, uh, Traffic Warden looks an interesting runner for Jay Carr and the Blue Jackets in race one and he'll be able to tell you if it goes to pieces or not. So that's it. Very exciting. So um, we all uh, love Nico's Telegram service, so make sure you check it out. Walt, that was pretty hot going last uh, Saturday up in Sydney. Uh, forecast looks pretty good, two weeks in a row. Yeah, there was rain there and it's disappeared, so mm. hopefully it stays that way. Yeah, outstanding. Uh, we're going to kick off in the first race. It's the James Squire Handicap over 1,100 metres, and Amazing Eagle is the favourite here at $1.50. Uh, traffic Warden's come out this morning. so uh, Yeah, and, and I did try and cast it, and you said stay in balls deep, so yeah, $1.50 already scares me. It'd be enough <laughs> so, for my preview normally, but we'll continue on. We'll battle on. I know it is uh, $5.50, Tardelli, $6, Moonraker, $10.00. And are the better, better, much, but much, much better. The rest, uh, amazing eagle is the trial we're going to have a look at. Uh, it's out in front in the uh, the yellow, but it won't race in these colours on Saturday, to my knowledge. Yeah, so Johnny Moore, I think, owns it, um, or he's part of the ownership. And I know they wanted to give this horse a bit of a sound out here, potentially with the idea to possibly sell it. And then it did this and uh, no longer for sale. So, yeah, he's. Uh, he trolled like an absolute rock. You see Tim's very cocked in there, and even when he's bowled down, he's still sort of still racing away from those horses. Nice action, so, hasn't he? Yeah, it's a bit of a shame that Traffic Warden comes out. I thought it was drawn pretty awkwardly there, and they've you know obviously potentially pulled the right rein heading to Caulfield because giving this horse a start, I think it'd be pretty tough. It's drawn perfectly outside of um, 
of Rachel Schumacher there. So, you know, if she wants to take it on, like if Tim had a drawn inside her and wanted, she wanted to declare him on, it might have caused the, the only real possible issue in the race. But Tim outside, he'll, you know, pretty fast horse if it jumps and has the natural speed to cross, he will. If Rachel wants to kick up inside, he can just sit outside it and, yeah, I'd be very surprised if it's um, losing the race. Obviously, it's dollar fifty now. It's, it's entitled to to be that way. But um, yeah, I'd, I mean, if it gets out to one seventy, one eighty, it's probably something that you can throw in your multis pretty comfortably. I'd say and get to see a pretty decent horse run around. He's, he's I think he's heading to the Magic Million, so yeah, he might be impressive on Saturday. Do you think it's going to be dollar seventy, dollar eighty, or the well, syndicates are going to chip jamming into Royal Merchant odds at dollar twenty eight? Well, it was two dollars plus this morning. Mm. Um, they already drifted at a touch. I think it sort of opened up one eighty, one ninety, and it already got to two dollars. So maybe it's realistic. It should. Yeah, you just never know these days, do you? Like you say, but uh, Royal Merchant just, you know, Blind Freddy could find it on on rating. So all of those guys just get get a bit wound up, don't they? And a um, couple of bit of FOMO, and all of a sudden they go um, one seventy to one thirty. So <laughs> it's it's not what it used to be. Probably wouldn't want it again. Nico, I know you're a busy man, but you do sniff around these two-year-old trials a fair bit. Is there any chinks here or is um, is Tassie your new love? (laughs) Tassie for TF. Tassie's (laughs) out at the moment and I copped another weird event last night at Launceston with a bias track and a real wet track at that. So uh, it's it's tricky going. But, yeah, I did see that trial and thought it was pretty good work because I saw Traffic Ward and was in it both venues. So I had a little bit of a look. I've just found it interesting with these two-year-olds recently, like even Spywire yesterday and um, a few of the others, how short they are early in the betting. Like, it hasn't even had a run. It's fifty. It just seems like, like what we're saying, pretty much just complete fake price, isn't it? Like, It's just crazy that they could even be that short now, but I suppose it's just all the bookies trying to get all the mugs in into multis and all that, that short because they just they just drift deluxe from those prices usually. So, yeah, it'd be I thought we'd get six sure. to four with traffic water in the race, potentially. You know, I thought we'd get a decent price. So, yeah, off we got evens. Yeah, like you say, even then, it feels icky, doesn't it? Chiming into a first data. To, to me, it does anyway. You no, know, well, if Wally's tipping it, it's not going to get out. I, I think it's a chips in jobby. I think we back it with a bit of confidence. The inevitable was, um, there was a pretty, he set him a bit of a task last night, Nico, and the slop, and just, just couldn't reel in indispensable. Yeah, it was, had the bias against him. It was a good night to be up there on speed and then he had the chance to go inside and decided to come to the outside lanes and once he did that, you knew he was never winning. So uh, probably got him beat at $1.25, which is what the punters didn't want. I think it was $1.60 into $1.20 or something. So he was off the map. But yeah, I think the bias probably beat him last night as well. He's copped some steers in his time for such he a good horse, isn't he? Holy heck. Mm. It is that. Rambert Race 6 is the next one. It's the uh, top sport handicap over 1,100 metres, and Boston Rocks is the favourite. Timmy, again, two ninety into $2.45, uh, and $6 for Union Army, second in the market, accredited $7, Silent Raindrops $10, Marshall Music $12, Infatuation $15, uh, and then you've got King of Dubai $15, Castilian $17, and Fine Vintage at $18. Uh, there's two replays we're gonna have a look at here. Union Army, there's uh, it's trial here. It's in the uh, the red and yellow with the white sleeves. So slow, slow trial um, overall time. They sort of get home pretty well, but you see how well this horse travels. Uh, one of Gerald's in front, uh, I think it's called Emancipus. It's got a pretty good sharp turn of foot in it as well. So it's a good horse to measure up, but just in a you know decent last section to you know show that he, he's come back. Very well, very fresh. So he is pricked. He moved into it quick. That's all you want to see, really, from this sort of horse. It did bleed last time. You know, some people believe that uh, they get them fitter or whatever, but often it's just they don't know they're a bleeder before it, so they they treat them a little bit differently. So they, I don't think that's only a positive for him. First up here, there is a a little bit of a concern, gate one, but I do think uh, there's a lot of speed and a lot of cheap speed. There's there's horse that maybe. Uh, a little bit weak late. Uh, I think Marshall Music, if it jumps and, and makes Boston Rocks work, I think that's sort of the key to the race. And then you've got a few drawn wide that hopefully add a bit of spice early as well, the sort of infatuation amnesty. Accredited may have to sort of push the button. Monty Supreme showed a bit of speed on debut. King at a buy little waste last start as well. So hopefully there's enough pressure there. And and our man Jason Collett, he's a, he's a, he's a genius from gate one at times. But, um, you know, hopefully he can put the left blinker on at some point here because I think there will be traffic in front of him and I think he's going to have plenty of horse to work with. So I, I think he should be – I think he's the best horse in the race, clearly. Boston Rocks is 
There's no real knock on him for mine. He, he did a good job last prep, sort of one over a thousand, then step choked to twelve hundred, set outside the leader and one, which is not easy to do. So he's he's a horse with a bit of scope, but I just hope that he doesn't get his own way here and he's a bit vulnerable, fresh, sort of over the eleven hundred and Union Army's nice and strong. That's the that's the play for me. Mm. Let's have a look at uh, the roughy here in the blinkers. Uh... Fine vintage. Mm. So chasing another another one of Doyle's out in front. So it's coming um, three wide here in the in the white cap, the second of the what are they called? The I can't remember how you might go. What are these places called? Derby syndication horses. Yeah. So Luke Pepper got this horse off Gary Portelli, and he's just gone bang, bang, bang with it in. Three decent races, uh, country like class one bench by 58, then stepped up to a open 82 there. Uh, Amy McLucas rides, I've got no well, issue there. Anaropa's ridden it four times in a row for wins. Yeah, which is now a great sign for a McNuggets. horse, right? Oh, it's unbelievable. Yeah, that's it. So um, good tracks are, are very important to this horse. I think Luke's definitely improved the horse somewhat. Did it a bit wrong in that race. It's going and super strong through the line. You know, staying in the same sort of distance range. It looks like he's worked out the horse loves to be a little bit fresh, sort of sort of 45 days between runs there. It's 33 days between runs here. Just looks at ridiculous price to me for a horse that can settle some. If they go quick, I think it'll be sort of fifth, sixth. If they don't go as fast as I anticipate, might sit just behind the lead. So pretty adaptable horse. Uh, McChicken's doing a good job. Um, yeah, I, I can't see any doubt. I was just... Pretty shocked that it was what is eighteen nineteen dollars. There were just other horses in the race that are half its price that I would be um, keener to back. Fine vintage, and you know sometimes that country form's not great, but sort of stringing four together in a row mm. is not easy these days. The way the benchmark system is, they're pretty savage on them, and to go sort of class one fifty eight to an open, and uh, I think they've timed the run well to to, to come to town and, and finds a nice race. It was like eighteen dollars something like that. Yeah, big price. So, yeah, happy to make them both both winners and just uh, hoping for as much pressure as possible that first 400 metres. Hmm. Thoughts on uh, the Ramwick card? Do you reckon it's a strong, decent card? It's I think it's one of the first days that we don't have a million-dollar race. On the, uh, It just seems weird that you've know, got a 1,600-metre race for 160000 Which lackluster. Which would be the same field we would have got last week for $2 million. Um, <laughs> so, Yeah, it's, it's, it's fine. It's fine. It's an off-season card. That's what you, you, know, you know you're going to work with, just the – it's, it's, I'd rather work with these horses that should be racing this time of year than the ones that are stretched out for an extra three months chasing a race that shouldn't be on their radar. Mm. There'd be a lot of trainers in getting tangled up uh, for that very reason. It just seems uh, horses misplaced, and hopefully uh, we can capitalise on that as punters. I saw Waller put a tweet up or someone to do with Waller saying, you know, Christmas present incoming from, I think it was Wild Oats Farm, and it's like uh, Fangirl and those coming back from the spell. <coughs> That's what... Probably ninety percent of those horses last week should be doing. They would have been in a paddock and getting ready for for the uh, for the autumn. So it's um, it just sets them back or stretches them out, whatever you want to do. It's just hard. But uh, you don't have to bet in race. You don't want to bet in. No, and uh, it's that's quite the case in Victoria at the moment. Just a gluttony of uh, of racing. Caulfield, Mooney Valley. Then you got uh, it's just we've got ten keep- races over the next. Ten meetings in the next four days. It's just huge. Yeah. You just have to, and I, I guess with the the way I guess the the landscape is, um, and the percentage on the board, I think you're just better off just to pick the eyes out and have limited bets, which sounds crazy. But You'd this like used to, to be the half shutdown period for racing. Yeah. Jockeys taking holidays, everyone sort of gearing down, and now that's just gone crazy. Like New South Wales is no different. I think we already have sixteen meetings last week or the week four, and the, you're averaging over two a day. It's it's. Uh, it's pretty tough on participants as much as anyone. Well, every, yeah, I think everyone's under the pump. It just mm. feels like the spring's never ended. Mm. I, like, I feel like my head's going to blow off. Mm. Yeah. And jockeys are even like they're worried that they're going to miss a meeting, yeah. miss horses leading into Magic Moons and things like that. They're scared to have time off when, you know, as punters, we want them to be fresh coming into mm. the new year. Yeah, July, as we sort of said before the show, July is sort of the only time that you can really mm. have a bit of a break at the moment. And heaven forbid if they start putting more races there. You know, they will. That'll be the end of us. You know, they will. Yeah. Anyway. Turnover. All about, all about turnover and until it isn't, until it's about uh, throwing Christmas parties. But uh, if you want more of Walt stuff, make sure you head to racingwatch.com.au. He's got the Discord channel with all the lunatics in it and he's got the, uh, the noise-free Telegram channel so you can just get the tips and get his little short-form one-minute previews on races. So I like those and uh, sometimes I, when I'm having a day off, I just look at the Telegram and uh, disregard the Discord and uh, keep about my business. So two good formats, so make sure you check out racingwatch.com.au. 
And when you're up and about, you're in there bing, bong, banging. It's great. Yeah, yes, I do. Yeah. I haven't been doing a lot of that the last couple <laughs> no, of weeks. I mean, been- Honestly, I, I can't really. Just, you haven't been betting that. No one's been betting that much to, to get the bing, bong, bang. So that's been tough. Well, it's hard. You look at it like yesterday at Wyong, classic example where there's just not much meat on the bone. So. Dollar 50 or um, lotteries, exactly. Yeah. And, the, and it's funny. It's like t- tips is people are, you know, they want to bet and you, you just feel like you just can't steer them into everything. If I'm not betting. Yeah. I don't want them to be betting. Exactly. Gun in the holster. Someone who's absolutely on fire is uh, Trav Noon, and he joins us to uh, talk about the Perth racing. So he's tipped the winner of the Ballarat Cup. So we've sacked him from uh, Victoria, and he's uh, back at his box, back into Perth and in his own lane. How are you, mate? Yeah, pretty well. Thanks, Scoot. Yeah, it was good to be on the, the right side of Victorian winner last week. I hadn't found one of them for a long time, but I was good with the Ballarat Cup and hoping we can uh, extend that form into – the last day of Ollie's riding career, of course, at Ascot. It's been a big farewell tour, Scoot, and I know you're a bit over it, but uh, the the goat finally sends off <laughs> on they Saturday. They can't get him on a good horse. That's the funniest part about it all. Like You <laughs> they think they could have got him on Zaki last week or something, couldn't you? Like, Christ almighty. I, I think everyone's trying. It just goes to show how hard it is. Yeah, fair enough. Hey, do you reckon? I don't know. It's weird. Do you reckon they've done enough of the Ollie? Like, just give him one. Give him something. <laughs> give him something to work with. Oh... <laughs> No, I think it's been great. It, it has been good, but uh, I, they've got absolute mileage out of it. But uh, I don't think he's going to go away. I think he's t- going to take up a position with Ente. Honestly, like what you'd love is who, was, who rode Lonro at last start? Remember when they necked Lonro for Grand Army? Just dragged it out. I think it was Beedman just dragged it out when Lonro's like a twenty last start. You'd love Dolly to go out like that, just just jag a fifty chance and just salute all the way down the straight. That would be I, – I'd, I'd, I'd appreciate that. I think they probably were trying to, I guess, get that situation happening in the gold rush, but then the barrier gods have given Munamek the Barrier 17. So yeah, it's brutal. That horse is absolutely flying too, but we'll get to that race uh, a little bit later. But um, fantastic achievement, Ollie, and uh, no doubt uh, we'll see plenty of him um, through the media because, uh, yeah, he knows his stuff and he, uh, he's been a legend of the game. Ascot uh, Race 4 is the uh, the first race that we're going to have a look at here, Trav, and um, Super Spink is the favourite, and it's I think it's an emergency for the gold rush so a little bit of a, uh, a caveat there to see if it gets a run and it's been a bit of um, you know media chatter and controversy there because they could promote him into the race if they wanted to but um yeah or her sorry but um yeah ha- hasn't got a start just yet so she is the favorite in the star Trek classic two dollars 35 rusty dreams is 330 younger lass 344 ollie and then you've got amber glide uh, 750 sounds like something else but the replay we're going to have a look at here is Yonga Lass and Willie Pike's making way for Ollie here. Yeah, Ollie's picked up a couple of rides for Grant and Alana Williams on Saturday, and this is the first of them. Yonga Lass, you can see here in the Cerise, she gets right back to last, hooks to the outside, and uh, it's probably one of the visually most impressive wins you'll ever see. It was backed up by the clock, though, really fast last 200 metres. Um, you still struggle to believe she's going to get them here and she runs over the top. Uh, this mare's won four of her last five. She keeps going through the grades, keeps winning from tough positions. I think barrier one here is not a bad draw for her with Oliver in the small field. If she can get the gap, she's got that turn of foot to um, sort of make use of the split. And I thought Super Smink, if she stays at 1,600 metres, is just very vulnerable. I just don't think she quite sees out the miles. She would have been a good chance back to 1,400 in the gold rush, um, but the way that field's looking, she's not going to get a start. So she'll start short here, and I think you'll get nearly you know, 350, 360 younger lass. And on the way she's been going, I'm pretty happy to take that against the filly. Yeah, it's a uh, – so, yeah, the market won't risk it. And Rusty Dreams, D-Lane. What's the other one that's certainly of interest, getting up to the mile – um, D-Lane riding for his father, Michael, and this horse had three runs back. Uh, I just think on talent, Yonga Lass, probably the slightly better horse going through the grades. Um, but respect, it, it's the other horse that um, could bob up. I don't know, it's, a, it's a seven-horse race, and I'm, I'm like making chances for two horses. But uh, I think you just want to be against the favorite here. She's going to start pretty short, super smink, probably around that 210, 220 range, and I think you can back. Definitely younger last to beat her. 
Outstanding. Oh, fingers crossed uh, Ollie can get the saloon passage from Barrier 1 and slightly do it. different circumstance uh, compared to sort of roaring down the outside. So Ollie fans, uh, load the cannons. Race 4, number 5, Younger Lass, and uh, 340, round 360 is good shopping and uh, Trav's in some sort of form. The next race we're going to have a look at is the feature, the $1.5 million gold rush. I think they're calling it the Damien Oliver. And the favourite here, markets are all over the shop here. If... This is correct. Uh, Eighteen to five fifty seems um, an interesting move. Uh, Ripcord five fifty, Super Smink five fifty, Ayrton four eighty out to seven fifty, Bustler eight fifty, Munamek eight fifty, uh, Valorad nine fifty, Dom to shoot ten dollars, and Red Cam Man thirteen, Baby Paris sixteen, Massimo twenty one, and Resort Man Laver Rod all share that quote, and then you're getting. Um, a long, long, long way out of the market there. A couple of replays we're going to have a look at here is Dom to shoot in the northerly. Um, he's been pretty good the last three runs, hasn't he, Trav? Yeah, he's been super. Chase Valor Road three starts to go at 1,400 metres and then didn't have the best of runs through in the railway, got the gun run here and was able to capitalise with Zaki hitting the front of the 200 but runs him down. Uh, Three-year-old to his inside, zip away, had a gun run. Also, and he's just racing super consistently. His last sort of four ratings are all very, very similar. Uh, and I think he's the best horse in the race. And, you know, he's just won his group one. I don't think back to 1,400 metres is a bigger problem for a horse like him as a few in the race. Um, he's going to be back anyway and there's strong speed on paper. He'll be just, you know, stood, still coming to the line. Just whether he's quite sharp enough back to 14 off the 1,800 metres, but I thought $10 or, or near enough to is still too long for the, the best horse in the race. And the wide draw isn't as bad a um, situation for him because he would just be able to blend into the race. As say, a horse like Bustler, who's an acceleration horse, um, has made use of good draws in the railway and the northerly. I thought he was a bit more punished by the wide gate and even Valor Road in Barrier 16, who's going to have to do a bit of work to get across. So... Of those uh, horses up the top, the class horses in WA, horses one, two, three, I thought Dom to shoot uh, profiles the best of those on the on the quick backup. Mm, I think you've absolutely nailed that. Uh, Laver Rod is the roughie. Craig Williams takes the ride. Let's have a look at his last start in the winter bottom. And this race was run really slowly. and There was a lot of speed on paper and it didn't eventuate an overpass um, given a great ride by JP, wins the race. Look at Laverod, though. He's back in the black sleeves, sort of slicing through horses. This race shape just didn't suit him at all. He hooks to the outside here of the three-year-old ripcord. is just in front of him in the pink. And his last 100 metres is pretty good. I think this horse is going a lot better than he, his sort of recent form suggests. He just hasn't had race shapes to suit. He now gets Craig Williams uh, on, and he'll be in the three-wide line Perhaps in front of a horse like Dom to shoot. He's got a great record at this track. I think he's flying under the radar. He's the best roughie in the race for mine. He's got performances capable of winning a race like this. And I think on the back of that run in the winter bottom, um, he could be the one that can sort of come out of the cannon, if you like, ready to explode uh, there on Saturday because he just hasn't had much luck his last two starts in slow run races. I respect Ripcourt, the three-year-old. He was really good in the winter bottom. Um, through that same replay, but he's probably tight enough at five, you know, about five fifty. There's been some interesting moves, as you said, uh, Scooty. Like Comfort Me's been smashed uh, in the betting off the railway. He's, he's a pretty handy horse, but I'd say a horse like Dom Deschutes definitely going better uh, this preparation. Comfort Me has been set for this race. I thought both the Victorian horses have have it up against them, Ayrton and Muhammad, just on. Ratings I've been using, they're a little bit off the mark and they're both drawn pretty average. Um, Ayrton, I'd lean to of the pair, but I, I would be surprised if Ollie's winning his own race here with Muhammad. He's got a, he got a huge task from the outside gate having to go right back, I would have thought. Oh, yeah, I was a little bit, yeah. I'd probably prefer backing Muhammad over 1,600 metres. Uh, I concur with that Ayrton would be the best of the uh, the challenges, gets D-Lane for the first time, but... 
Yeah, I pretty much agree with everything you've said about those uh, two horses. Laverod uh, looks insane odds at twenty one dollars and five the place, and Dom to shoot seems forgotten. The only chink probably with Dom to shoot, uh, he does have to face these horses like Ripcord and uh, Laverod, who are jumping twelve hundred meters to fourteen hundred. They might just have a bit more ping in the leg still, and um, he might uh, he might be just a little bit uh, dour. Has anyone else got uh, thoughts down in Melbourne probably about this race? You had a look or. Yeah, I had a brief look, but yeah, it did. It did seem a race that the uh, the Perth horses could really figure in, like they have all Carnival. Um, yeah, Ayrton and Muhammad, they're probably you know they're not you know, Group One horses, are they? They're probably a few runs below that. So um, you know, you're coming up a horse against like Tom Deschutes just beat Zaki, so that looks good form. But I did hear Simon Miller on the radio really tipping up Valor Road, so um, he was giving it a great chance on the radio. But he's got a tricky map as well, so. It's a good race, the Gold Rush. It's um, it's been a good initiative, attracting some good fields, and um, obviously people are keen to run in it for that big prize money. But uh, it looks a little tricky, I thought. Mm, looks an absolute belter, absolute uh, cracking race, and I yeah, I, I don't really just like saying this, but yeah, but Ayrton's def- is, def- is definitely back. But yeah, I, I don't know if he's um, suited in this this sort of the weight scale. Yeah, well, you've always just got to keep in check your um, bias towards finding roll the dice horses. You've always been a big fan. All right, we uh, might just uh, skip along there. But uh, anything, uh, anything else around the edges, uh, Trav, or uh, are you just going to nail two winners uh, and send us off in fine think- fashion? You've been carrying us the last couple of weeks, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I have. Um- <laughs> uh, race number five, though, Captain Pluto. This is a horse that used to be with Trent and Nat. Um, now with Grant and Alana Williams, had a couple runs in Perth, gets to 1,800 for the first time on Saturday. I think he'll be Ollie's final winner. Uh, I reckon uh, Ollie's been given the, the keys to a horse who's just absolutely ready to win. Um, he's going to be the best bet of the day. That's uh, race five, Captain Pluto. Race five, number two, Captain Pluto. X Trent Nat. Has it improved since it left Trent and Nat's there, Trev? Oh, <laughs> I'd probably say not, DK, oh, but right, it's okay. it's ready to do something now, third up. Outstanding. Ollie's last winner, uh, Ascot Race 5, number two, Captain Pluto. We shall see. Barrier 11, but uh, fantastic tipping and uh, can't wait to see you in the new year. Have a great break and uh, appreciate your work on the show. Thanks, Trav. he's having a break, mate. As if he's having a break, he'll be finding, he'll be finding me winners everywhere. He loves it. <laughs> I was going to say, no breaks here, but yeah. <laughs> I'll catch you boys in the new year. Hopefully, we can send off with a few winners. Exactly. He'll be uh, into the punningform.com.au. He's a big uh, punning form man. And if you want to take uh, the next step into becoming a serious punter, make sure you check out punningform.com.au. Uh, once you get your head around the uh, the class and performance benchmarks, it doing the form fast and easy uh, will happen pretty quickly and um, I'd be surprised if uh, you don't blow your mates out of the water who use uh, RaceNet and the Racing.com form guides. Donnie is having a bit of a break this week, so uh, we're only going to announce his best. He had Willinga Freefall last week and he's someone who's not taking a break. He's Donnie. He's betting like an absolute maniac having at the a moment. Bra- Mate, he takes 23 <laughs> milliseconds to, to, to shoot his tips out. What is he <laughs> taking a break from? What is he? Oh, my God, pressing he- the record button. He's uh he's he's a fast mover and crunches so much for me. He's crazy. Uh, Eagle Farm race six number twelve. Light of Boom is the horse here uh, that he likes. So I think it's from the Campton Stable. It's been maybe seven fifty into five fifty early. So on the move and uh, has got some pretty strong form and maybe a drop drop back in in class. Uh, yeah, I don't know the horse. Yeah, I'm not completely across it. Haven't got there yet. Uh, our top two special last week, Burundana and Willinga Freefall. So Walt let the team down. This week yes. we'll do running by and potentially uh, – we haven't picked the second leg, so that'll be up on the Top Spot website soon and we'll uh, we'll throw out the email as usual. So we'll try and get our second leg. Uh, just don't know if we want to go very, very short with uh, Walt's tip yeah, in, it's not gonna in the much. first. That's, that's so, not going to help us at uh, $1.30 top two, is it? Well, maybe just get a little banker. Mm. Top sport steam race one number two. Uh, I'm Kano is the first one or Kino. Uh, hundred and ten dollars at uh, twenty dollars. No I'm, idea this horse. I'm Ken enough. I'm Ken enough. Don't expect any of you lads to get the reference there, but oh, has what's that? Uh, what's that mean? <laughs> it's from the Barbie movie. Ah, there we go. Oh, oh, right, okay. Is that, yeah, right. There you go, Nico. There he is. Um, yeah, jumped out okay. Maybe an owner's bet. Are you tipping the film? 
Barbie. Yeah. Uh, not not tipping it, no. Seen it seven times, but not tipping it. It's watchable just for Margot Robbie, isn't it? It's Margot Robbie. She's an absolute Miss World. Yeah. I don't think I'll ever watch it. Randwick Race 4, number 4, Rogue Bear, 150 at $17. Yeah, it's going, going well enough. I think uh, I'm definitely not going to knock it at the price line. Finding sort of horse gets the right run. He's got a chance for sure. It's a very tough race. Is this the first time it's been to 2,000 metres? Because it's been crying out for what 2,000 metres for a long time. It was close to 2,000 last start, I think think off the top of my head, but I haven't got anything in front of me. But, uh, yeah, I don't think it's a massive step up, but it's definitely fit enough. So, And the rate, like, toes on the nose has just been given the best ride you've ever seen last two. Kapakiri mm. is not much good. Lyrical Gangster is going to be last, um, probably the one to beat still, but um, going to face a task. So it's, it's a race to go looking and gate four, uh, definitely not knocking it, that's for sure. Mm. That's the sort of horse I think they've been playing tricks with early in its prep. It's sort of... I think it surprised them how good it was. Like, I think they'd sent it to Taree or something first up, didn't they? And I was a member that um, they put the kid on it and I was just worried that he might get lost around Taree and it gapped him there and it sort of just stepped up to the mark. Mm. And then it ran really well in one of those, uh, oh, I don't know what it was, a 50 diamonds, 33 diamonds, quarter past nine diamonds, whatever it was called, one of those races that ran, ran okay in and... And it just keeps sort of stepping up. So to the, the, the stables just absolutely flying. How good's well, Kay Lee's going? That they is are a, dynamite. Yeah, if you want to want to watch a clinic, put watch last Saturday from them in just about everywhere in Australia. Though their horses were running through the line. So yeah, it's definitely a good pointer if you're half like one and the stables airborne, nice draw. Mm. They can usually outperform. Yeah, a bit of a yeah, a bit of a set up, a set up camp too. So uh, go looking and don't be afraid to back them at odds. Uh, race seven, Gawler is the next one here, and it's uh, race seven number fourteen, Divine Fire, two hundred twenty six dollars. So now into fifteen dollars. Got the big duck egg, William Clark and uh, Nikki O'Shea, and surprisingly, I haven't got to Gawler just yet, which is disappointing. But uh, a lot of uh, lightly raced horses there, so. Weak performance from you, pretty much. Yep, terrible. And the last one here is race 10, number 18, Show High, named after the uh, the baseball Ooh. player, 500 at $8 in Caulfield race number 10, Nico. Still an emergency, so I think she's got to get a run, but they've held her back, obviously. I think she was in at Ballarat last week, and I think she's in in Sydney as well. So they've had a few options, so they're obviously looking for the right race, but... Uh, she hasn't even got a start yet, so that would be her biggest issue, I would have thought. It looks like a deep, deep race. I thought Prowling might be a forgive back onto a drier surface, a horse that may, I tipped uh, maybe last, on last start with it. And there's looks looks a really tricky deep race, I would have thought, that one. And Lafargue was pretty good last time when it sort of let him up. So I'd be interested to see how the track's playing by that stage. So, yeah, show high. Uh, you had the funny one with the show high, didn't you? Were they going to make – was the biggest contract ever in baseball history and they're going to make all the money back on merchandise. Yeah, so yeah, it was similar to like, I can't remember, it was a Beckham or something. That I think they paid him three or four hundred million and made it back the first week. Mm. They've given him, I think it's six hundred million, Atani, and I think they're already a long way. He's already broken records for fanatics, which haven't had the contracts that long. But yeah, that like that's they think they'll pay off the six hundred before he steps on the mound that's for the it, first yeah. time, and then he's got ten years to to work it off with them. Last time I did a, um, I've got the shirt in the cupboard actually. I got one of the last mint condition DK. Uh, shirts when he's cussing on the balcony when, when we did the dk merch uh launch it, it went like hotcakes that's right they were sold out scoot you did hell well hanging on to one of them I, hold, I held on i held on to one and i just got it in a larger size knowing that i'd blow out a bit as i've I, still uh, got the original footage and um <laughs> might have to tell you uh, most importantly i've got the uh the audio so uh, anyone who wants the original I, I can uh, just give it coming up the magic millions anniversary of that too yeah the balcony bloody woke up here beauty Give, give it another spin. Universally, uh, last universally was a good winner at Mooney Valley last week. DK, so a little he bit was, of a trumpet. Yes, was nice hit the target trumpet. there, Scooty. You're back. Perfect. Yeah, yeah just found the one-one from D Bates and chased the favourite home. The favourite actually went better than I thought it would have. Thought it might have put a hole in, but kicked on strongly. So um, yeah, that was good. Market agreed. Everything lined up. That's good. You know, smashed in the market and got, gets the one-one and got the money. So um, this week, uh, actually, one that was in that race is in is the tip this week. We'll stick to the mile maidens and. Um, Mm-hmm. We'll go to Cranbourne, <clears throat> pardon me, Friday night. Uh, a thing called Kuro Shinzo. Kuro Shinzo is on the back up there, off running. I think he ran fourth in that race, uh, in the university race on Friday night. It was a good run, too. He got held up. Um, the backup, I like the backup here because, particularly with Luke Oliver, he's very sort of looks after his horses, he's kind to his horses. So um, it must have come through the running flying colours and didn't have a hard run. Um, got to the line, best of the race uh, in that race, of getting held up. 
Uh, it's good form. There's good margins in the race. I've got a good opinion universally. Um, so uh, gate one, D Stackhouse, all looks good for it. Uh, there's no markets yet. They said there's three meetings. They've only got Mooney Valley up. But uh, Kuro Shinzo's the first tip. The second tip is a TV show oh. called Bookie. I don't know if you found it yet. Bookie. It's on Foxtel and I think it's on Binge. It is sensational. <laughs> it's about... It's about it's about this bloke. But he's a bookie in the US, and he um, the first couple of episodes he's just chasing all the all the degenerates who are betting with him on on the blue who owe him and everything. And he's got his muscle man Ray goes around with him, and it's Chuck Laurie who did um, who did the two, uh, Charlie Sheen show, whatever it was. The oh, two and a half men. Two and a half men, right? He's he's the man in charge there. Charlie Sheen's actually a recurring guest in this. Very funny, and uh, he's given the writers just some heaps of poetic license just to go on with all the characters. So it's an absolute piss. So if you can find it, bookie, tipping it. How are you watching it, DK? What? It's Foxtel, hard to find. Watch on Foxtel. Just popped oh, up Foxtel. on Foxtel. It's so. on Netflix, I think. Yeah, yeah right. Foxtel, but yeah, so I, know, just, I, I just clicked it on Foxtel. Um, but um, no, very, very funny bookie. So uh, I thought it was too obvious and no one had tipped it to me. So I've never even gone you into it because I was like, surely this show's called Bookie and no one's told me to watch it. It must be terrible. So now yeah, I have to no, it, You'll piss yourself off. Very funny. Mm. Yeah, outstanding. So Cranbourne Race 4 on Friday, number four, uh, Kurashinzo. And uh, the show tip is on Foxtel and it's called Bookie. So nice little uh, double act there from DK. And, yeah, I'm a bit... Bit behind the eight ball this week, trying to catch up on tapes in the last couple of weeks. The only horse that uh, stuck out like dogs bollocks for me is Eagle Farm Race Number, no Race Nine Number Four, far too easy. That'll be in a fair few of my multis. Fourteen hundred Jay Orman. It's off a bit of a break. It's trialed up okay, and Eagle Farm just looks like a beautiful recipe for it. It's last seen in Sydney in the Kosciuszko behind front page, and that was some sort of run that day. So if he's anywhere near his best, if he stays firm in the market and doesn't drift to $3, um, you can just keep piling on that That also, I've, I've got a bit of a chubby for that. So multi-magic for Scooty's Moral uh, will be uh, far too easy. Hopefully it is far too easy. All right. That's, I um, love it. I hope you go first race Ramwick, two-year-old $1.50 yep. into last race Eagle, second last race Eagle $3. Farm for your, yeah. oh, that's just the greatest sweat of all time. Nikki, Nico's uh, running by, so, yeah, we'll <laughs> just start to just brick on brick. <laughs> We're just due for a bookie's complete and utter strip out. I'd love just to see every favourite win this this weekend for Chrissy present. If every favourite wins, I lose my <laughs> ass. <laughs> That'd be good for the punters. The punters yeah, I love they say that. I guess it does work because especially Tote, it, it naturally is the most money goes to that horse. But I just yeah, every time you hear, especially Richard Callender, oh the punters again, that dollar seventy, get on boys. It's just like you want to throw up. I'm surprised you have the the sound up for Richie. It's usually like tail into the race, the slot of the and then you just then you get it back on mute. I can't believe you've just chimed me into that during this show. What a dog. Oh, you led yourself uh, up the garden path, and I just push your head first. Roll the dice. Uh, it's going to be. Uh, we're still going to keep betting, so we're going to have uh, some sporadically. If anyone's got some best bets or uh, some ammo to keep you guys going over the uh, break between now and Magic Means time, I'll send out a weekly email. We'll uh, we'll put the hat around, and if anyone's got something that they think uh, is value. Uh, we'll definitely uh, send it through the email. So check your little birdie emails each week uh, because, yeah, the show will stop until Magic will be in. So big thanks uh, to all the cast and the uh, the crew that put the show together, all our major sponsors. It's been a uh, – feels like a massive year and it's only going to keep getting bigger and and better. So um, fingers crossed. Uh, you have a uh, great uh, weekend this weekend, better safe and uh, happy Christmas with all your family. Uh, enjoy the break. If you need to put the gun down, make sure you have a break off the punt and come back uh, with a bit between the teeth for Magic Millions on this uh, great uh, Gold Coast track that we've got up here. We'll see you boys uh, down in Melbourne soon. Down in Melbourne. Catch you, lads. Yeah, I'll see you up there. Are you going to come to the Magic Millions? I'm up coming up, yeah. Six, six to the 16th, we're up. Yeah, this year, yeah, we'll be up there. Oh, Bring the family up. So, um, yeah, coming up, coming up for a visit. So, uh, family holiday up there this year. So, yeah. see you, catch you then. All right, I'll, get, uh, I'll make sure the phone's on and the, get the barbecue ready and the steaks and the snags and I'll see you there. Lovely. Hard to beat. Outstanding. All right, good luck this week on the punt and we'll see you soon.